Yeah, I don't, I don't know what you're laughing at there. Uh, I was just doing the regular intro. Yeah, it's just the, it's just the standard intro. Welcome back, everyone. Um, <laughs> man, what a couple of weeks it has been. Am I right? Oh boy! Wow, I can't believe all of those events that happened over the two weeks since we last recorded have actually occurred now. Um, I would just say my 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 sort of hot take on the current. Um, Sort of events. Wow. <laughs> That's right, everyone. We're back. I'm John Tyler, your level one uh, whispermancer. Shit, I really need to remember <laughs> you that. Really do. It's so easy. <laughs> and I'm Ian Fox, and I'm <laughs> drinking a seltzer. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, as long as we're bragging about uh, what's going on in our lives, I'm feeling quite festive. Um, this is not our our Christmas special, uh, which we will be doing. Uh, I don't think we'll be doing a special for any of the other holidays that occur in December because uh, we don't celebrate those yeah. or know all that much about them. Well, uh, I mean, this is not our actually... Christmas special, but I've got to say, I'm feeling very Christmassy. What holidays occur in December? There's is Hanukkah in December or is that January? It's in December, generally. Okay. I, know, I think it's always in December. I know it like moves around a little bit, but I think it's always December. And I mean, then I there's like ever been Kwanzaa, and that's not even a holiday, really. I don't think. I I think it is a holiday. I don't know what it I is. I feel like some people would uh, probably beg to differ with you. Yeah, I mean, you're probably right about that. I've, <laughs> I've definitely heard about it, as, but like, what is Kwanzaa? And that's the topic of today's podcast. Kwanzaa <laughs> begins Tuesday, December twenty sixth. Which, you know, you can correct me if I'm wrong. I think that's Christmas Day. No, that is uh, the day after Christmas. Oh, the day after Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> well, John. <laughs> the problem that I have with Christmas <laughs> is that it changes every year, right? That's not true. Because <laughs> it's always... <laughs> yeah, well, who can keep track it's, of all these It's always the John. day before the 26th. That's how you can remember. <laughs> well, John, <laughs> here's the nice thing, though, I think. All the people who were probably getting all ready to be really offended that I, I didn't think Kwanzaa was a holiday. I think I oh. think that little gaffe in particular. Yeah. Might I think that's like, maybe I'm just not that tuned into the whole holiday spirit. <laughs> yeah, maybe it's not so much you're ignorant about Kwanzaa as you're just kind of ignorant in general. <laughs> I just kind of got this. Well, I wouldn't say in general, John. I think I have areas of knowledge. Okay, well, dates. I guess in regards to holidays, holidays and dates. <laughs> These sorts of things, maybe less so. Apparently, Kwanzaa is not the river in Angola, which is the Kwanzaa River. <laughs> Nor is it the currency of the Angolan people, which is called Kwanzaa with one A. Nor is it the album by Albert Heath. Nor is, is it the Kwanzaa from The Rescuers Down Under. Mm-hmm. It is observed from December 26th to January 1st every year, actually, so that's much easier than Christmas. Culminating in a feast and gift giving <laughs> as seven core principles. And it also has, also here's the thing, John. Here's the thing about Kwanzaa. And you know, maybe, maybe I shouldn't go too deep into criticizing Kwanzaa. <laughs> but they do just have a menorah. Like if you look up I, the whole Kwanzaa thing, it's like this, it's just like the seven candles, right? Also, is, wait, hold on. Also, is Hanukkah seven? No, it's eight. <laughs> well, okay. Well, still, though, Kwanzaa, you shouldn't be just, like, taking these, this arrangement of candles. Almost the same number of candles, John. Almost the same. Um, I mean, Christmas also stole, like, yeah, Christmas definitely stole stuff from other holidays, so I don't feel like you can really just be getting down on Kwanzaa for kind of resembling well, some other holidays. But two things about that, John. First off, Christmas did it, you know, a while ago, presumably. I guess I don't actually know 
sort of when like Christmas as the sort of holiday, the, the codified holiday we celebrate started getting sell. Actually, when was the first like real Christmas, right? So like, okay, okay. No, I do know so much as to know that Christmas is the celebration of the birth of Christ, who was actually probably born sometime in like May or something, you know? So, so let's not get too fussy about the date. But like, presumably it wasn't like the year after Christ, like his first birth, like they, they, they probably had a party or something. But it would be surprising, right, if they had, like, brought in a tree and the fat man visited and gave Jesus, like, some more burr or something. <laughs> so, like, this all this all had to have a have an origin somewhere. Yeah. And, like, where, like, because apparently Coca-Cola made Santa Claus, right? It, yeah, yeah. That's my understanding. Or at least, like, the version of Santa that we sort of mm-hmm. envision now. Mm-hmm. So, like, I yeah. think there was some idea of Santa before that, but Coke kind of cemented our current picture of santa i believe so like when when was christmas first celebrated in a way that we would really recognize i just googled it and the answer john will surprise you (laughs) december 25th That's right. So uh, this is not our Christmas special, so we should really, uh, save this talk for our Christmas special. Other holidays are available. Uh, I just wanted to say, oh yeah, I'm I'm in a festive mood. I'm wearing a Christmas tank top. Uh, some might call it a sweater vest, but uh, as Ian can attest, I've no, made John, it a tank top. I don't top. think I don't think they could go because I feel like it's not a sweater vest if there's not in fact a sweater to go with it. <laughs> I mean, what? So I guess. If, if I think of a Chippendale dancer, right? Yeah. Because that's sort of the closest thing to this getup that, that there is available. Where, like, the vest <laughs> with no shirt underneath it, right? Yeah. I suppose so. Like, well, that's a very different kind of vest, though. It that's is a like, different kind of vest. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a clearly like, this different This is a one. sweater vest. But you also... It's a vest that is a sweater. But I've made it a tank top. Well, actually, is it called a sweater vest because it is a vest that is also a sweater? Or is it called a sweater vest because it is worn over a sweater? I believe because it is a sweater. It is a sweater-like material. What do you wear under a sweater vest normally, then, if not a sweater? Um, I I would imagine, like, a, probably, like, a long-sleeved shirt. Mm. Fair. (laughs) Yeah. Um, and I've also got some eggnog with some freshly ground nutmeg. I've got some rum. I'm very excited. I've got all sorts of great stuff going for me over here right now. Well, John, that's impressive, but I will say... My seltzer water is um, coconut flavored, and oh. so every sip is sort of, it's transporting me to a tropical paradise. Wow. That's how I would describe it. It's kind of, it doesn't act, I mean, so there is a coconut flavor here. There's like, it's it's something which is, if you were to taste it, you'd say, oh, this is like artificial coconut flavoring. But I don't like it as a coconut flavor. Like, it's just, I think it's so, just, it's a pleasurable. So you like it. You enjoy the f- flavor, but mm-hmm. if you were thinking of it as coconut, then you dislike it. Um, maybe not the so strong as like like or dislike. It's just I I do not like it because it tastes like coconut because it does not okay. taste like coconut. Okay, it's but you do like it. I do enjoy it. Yeah, it's like it's its Got own it. thing, sort of. Okay, right. its own wonderful little concoction. Well, yeah. Uh, do you want to? Get into the side quests, or do you have uh, any other segments that should go before that? Uh, well, John, I mean, there's so many important segments in the show, but unfortunately, I killed my darlings. <laughs> <laughs> I threw away all of my pointless segments. All right, well, let's get into the side Sacrifice quests, Sacrifice them then. on the altar of podcasting quality, John. Are you trying to encourage me to sacrifice side quests? Because I feel like that's kind of like an important part of our oh, show. Oh, no, I'm not saying sacrifice side quests, John. Oh, okay. I'm just pointing out that I selflessly gave up all the fat. <laughs> and, well, you know, just, that's, I'm just, you know, well, appreciation's nice every now and again. All right. Well, Ian, I want, I want to let you know that I appreciate you. Thank you, John. That means a lot. Yeah, so let's do some side quests. Do you have any exciting right, side quests, John? Um, I didn't go on a ton of uh, side quests, uh, but I, I did... Um, Stumble across an article that I wanted to mention. I actually stumbled across this article a while ago, but mm-hmm. and just had it open as like a tab in my phone, and finally read it today. <laughs> uh, so this was an article from Business Insider by Zoe Bernard. 
Um, here's why videos of a woman tapping a hairbrush and Margot Robbie spreading Vegemite on toast have become internet sensations. That is the very long title of this article. It is mostly just yet another article that is kind of just a very high-level overview of what ASMR is. Uh, but it does have a couple of rather nice links in it. Uh, it like It's got a link to um, a very good, very well-known uh, video by Gentle, Gentle Whispering. It's got another one to Massage ASMR. Um, it's got another one to um, uh, ASMR The Chew, who which... Um, I don't know. Uh, some some of our astute listeners may recall uh, we briefly mentioned a segment from Tosh.0 in our last episode. We briefly um, discussed <laughs> one or two uh, things relating to Tosh.0. Yes, I, yeah, I might remember uh, that. Yeah. So so um, this is the uh, YouTube channel of uh, the ASM artist who was in that segment. Uh, it, so there's a link to her. Um, but then, uh, the thing that I, I really wanted to bring or to mention is it has a link to a, um, to another celebrity ASMR video produced by W Magazine that was not released when we talked about those on the podcast previously. <laughs> uh, so W Magazine has been continuing to release their ASMR videos. Um, so they have one with Margot Robbie now. I also found one by Jake Gyllenhaal. Um, mm-hmm. I think that that's the extent of it. I think it's only the two new ones, but maybe there's more out there that I'm unaware of. Quick question about Jake uh, Gyllenhaal, John. Yeah. Is she related to Maggie Gyllenhaal? Um, well, first of all, I, I believe he, he uses male pronouns. Um, so? And Jake, Jake Gyllenhaal. Oh, oh, yeah. I guess that makes sense. Um, he, yeah, he he uh, sort of presents himself in a very masculine way. He mm. he looks, um, as, as far as I'm aware, he is a man. Okay. Uh, he's a pretty famous man. Um, <laughs> kind of surprised you uh, don't know him. Uh, and then as for whether or not he's related to Maggie Gyllenhaal, I have no idea. He looks a lot like James Franco. I disagree, but okay. Well, no, hold on, John. I want you to <laughs> bring up an image of Jake Gyllenhaal. I'm looking at the thumbnail for the video from W Magazine mm-hmm. right now. But now I want you to look at a at a at a little picture of James Franco, right? I feel like I have a pretty good picture of James Franco in my mind. Now, hold on, John. I, you... <laughs> I feel like I don't need to to do this ridiculous exercise with no, you. No, John. You might right need to now, cut yeah. this particular part where I'm preparing this for you um, out of the podcast. But this is, I mean, this is very critical, John. It's critical okay, that you I'm, understand. I'm looking at a picture of James Franco. Now hold on, because you got to look at the right pictures of James Franco. Okay, well, I'm sure if you find a picture where James Franco... It's not just a picture, John. It's like, it's a... It's like the first picture you find. Hold on. Gotta make this real quick. Well, I guess I could just, like, share my screen or something. I... I, I don't think they look very similar, Ian. Well, John, that's exactly the sort of misconception that I'm trying to clear up right now. Okay, I've I've pulled up both of them on Google Images. Okay, hold on. I'm gonna, so I'm sharing my screen now, John, okay? All right, they're, they're both oh. attractive white men. They both have nice hair. But like, no, John, it's not that, okay? It's, yeah, there's lots of attractive white men out there. No one's arguing with you about that point. <laughs> <laughs> Can you see my, uh, my desktop? Um, yeah, wait, let me pull it up. Uh, yes. Okay, so you see Jake Gyllenhaal right here? Yeah, I see I see this picture oh, that you've pulled John. up for me. Look at that. This is going to be really exciting for our listeners. Look yeah, at this. I... Look at that, John. Look at that. I mean, they're posing in, like, the same way in those pictures. John, if you told me those were... Like, it, the, the only difference is Jake Gyllenhaal's mustache is not, um, not particularly thick. He's got a little sort of wispy mustache there. James Franco's got a little bit more... More of a mustache right. going on there. But, like, look... All right. <laughs> I feel like James Franco's a lot more gaunt. Uh, yeah, he's he's certainly got more in the way of cheekbones going on there. But look at the brow. Look at the brow, John. All right, fine. I'll, the, there's, I don't know. They look kind of. They do look similar in those pictures. All I still I'm don't saying, think John, they're like. All that I'm saying is that all I'm saying, Ian, <laughs> is the listeners should write in and let us know if they think that James Franco and Jake Gyllenhaal look similar. I think I might have possibly never known that jake gyllenhaal was like a, a person because i assumed that it was james franco <laughs> that's what i'm saying that's, that's preposterous preposterous john preposterous i'll tell you what's you i'll tell you what's preposterous john 
What? You, you haven't told me yet. Oh, I figured you'd like cut me off or something. Oh. <laughs> sort of cut me off. No, I was, I was waiting to hear what you had to say. Oh. I'm a respectful co-host. Wow. Well, John. Ooh, so you're a co-host. Something that I'm the, the, the primary host. No, you're also a co-host. What? We're both co-hosts. But, like, surely one of us has got to be, like, a capital C co-host. Well, if that's the case, then it's me, because I do the intro and I do all the editing. Yeah. Fair enough. (laughs) (laughs) John, it's time for a little bit of discussion. Wait, wait, before we do that, um, I just want to say that I think, uh, I think W Magazine listened to our episode where we discussed their ASMR videos. That would be surprising. the Robbie one and the Jake Gyllenhaal one definitely seem better than a lot of the other ones we watched. Oh, okay. I was actually so, going to make a snide uh, comment. took some pointers from us. I was going to make a snide comment earlier, but I forgot to make it when you said, uh, they put up these ASMR, I was, was going to say, ASMR in quotes... Yeah, I mean, they're still, still short, perfect, still yeah. not perfect, but it's definitely an improvement. So I think they mm-hmm. took some pointers from us, and, you know, they're trying to get better. I would appreciate a, a shout-out, um, some acknowledgement of our hard work, but, mm-hmm. you know, it's at least nice to see that they've recognized our critiques. Ooh, maybe they'll bring us on, to right? Like, we could do the next one. I think so. I think, I think we could, and I think we should. And, um, you know, if, if, uh, they don't, then I'm going to boycott, Ma- uh, W Magazine until they do. Oh, man. What does the W stand for? I don't know if it stands for anything. W Magazine? Question mark? And <laughs> <laughs> you're still sharing your desktop, by the way. Is that intentional? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> But apparently, it's the sister magazine of Women's Wear's Daily. So maybe the W stands for Women's Wear. Maybe. What is this? I've never heard of Women's Wear Daily. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's real. Well, John, I think that's made up. I can click on the link if you'd like. You can no, see I, the I link. believe it. I, I, can see that, I can see that this is on Wikipedia, which mm-hmm. is a very trustworthy source. The most trustworthy source that is not at all editable by anyone at any point in time. Well... The thing is, anyone can make a website. Any website is argue or is like is editable by someone at any time, and mm-hmm. you don't know who that someone is. So, you know, at least Wikipedia, if some someone comes along and edits it to be nonsense, then someone else can come along and edit it to be not nonsense anymore. What does the W stand for? Asks the New York Times. <laughs> Oh my god, this is such a boring investigation. <laughs> oh, John, I'm curious, you know? John, here's the here's what I think the issue is with journalism <laughs> in America today. No one's willing to buckle down and ask yeah, the hard yeah. questions. I yeah, say, you're so right. I'm sorry. I, I shouldn't be trying to stifle your journalistic integrity. I say, as I ask the question, what does the W stand for? And find the answer on the New York Times website. <laughs> I'm glad they're getting down to the real important journalism. Mm-hmm. It's, it's good to know there's someone we can trust. I, I, I was, it's I cannot untangle from this. Like this is definitely just an article that knows exactly why I clicked on it, and it is <laughs> refusing not... to yield the answer. <laughs> well, you have to. It has to get you to scroll so you'll see the most number of ads. I guess. But I don't. With the number of articles in the new W, I wondered why am I reading this? What's the big picture? <laughs> why am I reading this, John? <laughs> What's the big picture here? <laughs> I'm look at the comments now. None of the, nobody's addressing the question, John. What does the W stand for? Oh, while you're looking into that, I also, I forgot to mention, um, one of the links mentioned in this article that I enjoyed, um, was to a Chinese commercial for Dove Chocolate, which use, uh, which was, uh, specifically intended to, like, uh, trigger ASMR. It's, um, so it, along the same lines as, like, uh, the IKEA oh. commercial. Except that I think this one was, I think, better. It was much shorter, but I think it was, at least for me personally, it was, it triggered ASMR more than the IKEA one. 
Uh, but it also made me think, like, man, if there was uh, some like more high budget ASMR out there, I feel like we could get some some interesting, some good stuff because like you know multiple camera angles and just this high production value. I feel like it it really helps. It's good stuff. Uh, so Ian, it sounds like you maybe had some revelations while I, I was trying to fill in the blanks. Um, so the first revelation, John, is that I was I was really coming down hard on that article. Um, by the New York Times about the W and Women's Magazine. After a sort of careful reread of the title, uh, it was not what does the W stand for, but what does it's like what does the W in W like magazine stand for or something like that. It was what does W magazine stand for? Oh, <laughs> so it was more just about the existential point of. I still argue that probably most of their clicks came from people in sort of exactly my conundrum of quickly <laughs> trying to figure out what the W stands for on a podcast about ASMR, but... <laughs> I'm sure that's exactly where those clicks are coming from. Luckily, John, from that exact scenario. I threw out uh, my search in the lamestream media and went over to a source of real oh, facts. No. Uh, so I'm now on Yahoo Answers. And oh, perfect. What does the W in W Magazine stand for? And the first and best answer is women's. And that's by Tagash. One decade ago, John. Also, I just want to point that's out, like, there's... Because you, know, you can see this. The, the viewers cannot see this. Um, actually, yeah, let's, I, let's not focus on things that I can see. Yeah, I'm going to stop sharing my screen um, so that yeah. this is no longer an issue. So I've now been I intentionally ignoring it okay, for that's, a while. That's good to know. Um, in most comments... In most commenting systems, there'll be a little sort of gray tag next to the comment telling you when it was posted, right? So, like, mm -hmm. an hour ago, uh, at this, like, some sort of timestamp or something. This one just says, one decade ago. <laughs> Which means to me, John, it means to me, that the people who were programming Yahoo Answers had the idea that Yahoo Answers will be a trove of wisdom for the ages. So much so... That they included sort of special time-date parsing syntax for, like, a decade. <laughs> like, when people ten years, or more than ten years from now. Like, it, John, if... Okay, so we're going to flash forward to, like, the year 2117 or something. Mm -hmm. Is this tag going to say one century ago? <laughs> a millennium? Where does this end, John? Where does it end? Uh, that's a great question. Who knows? Maybe they just implemented some... Uh, yeah, I don't know. Oh, man. I'm sorry. I'm just, I'm, I think I'm in an investigatory mood right now, John. That might be the All issue. Right. Well, so let's... Uh, why don't you share some of your uh, side quest investigations with me, then? Okay, so I was investigating, as per usual, the ASMR subreddit. I'd like to give a shout-out to the ASMR subreddit. Um, even though they have uh, continually ignored our podcast... Um, <laughs> Someday it's very rude it. of them. Yeah, I guess we could start posting this on here, actually. But maybe we'd wait for a good episode. I, <laughs> Do, <laughs> I feel like most subreddits tend to frown on self-promotion. Mm -hmm. So we'll just get, like, Jonathan to post all the videos. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that'd be great. Yeah, so this... I, let me tell you, John, I... I was looking at the ASMR subreddit. It was a hotbed of discussion over the past couple of weeks. Oh my! A lot of big topics. Not all of them that I want to go into, um, but we're starting off. We're starting off big, John. Anybody find they can't get triggered from those newer, overproduced ASMR videos? Um, this redditor, Peanut Butter Blood, is basically saying that, you know, well, first off, they're making the interesting claim that ASMR has become a fad now. Which I guess is sort of, it's certainly blowing up in popularity. Yeah, I don't know that I'd call it a fad, though. Yeah. I feel like fad implies that a lot of people, or that there are a lot of people who have a sort of mild and short-lived interest in it. Mm -hmm. Which I don't think is necessarily the case. I mean, it certainly gets referenced a lot, just because it is growing in popularity. And I feel like that'll probably quiet down, so I guess you could mm -hmm. argue that it's a fad in that way. But I feel like most of the people who are actually, like, watching ASMR videos are not doing it because they think it's, like, cool to watch them. It's like they actually get something out of it mm -hmm. and are sort of invested in ASMR videos. Mm -hmm. I could be mistaken, though. Yeah. So you think it's just that the previous... I mean, it sort of makes sense since ASMR is a very newly discovered phenomenon. Um, 
but it's not the case that the sort of drastic uptick in like views for ASMR videos and things, those are all reflective of people who are sort of getting primary value from the content. I, I would suspect. I'm, and I'm sure there's like some clicks or people are just like, ooh, what's this? And they like mm-hmm. watch it just to see what it is for a little bit. But I think those pe- are, those aren't people who are like watching a bunch of ASMR videos. Those are people who are watching like an ASMR video just to see what it is and then be like, oh, this isn't for me and moving on. Mm-hmm. It's not like the fidget spinners where like, everyone's, like, using them, like, watching ASMR videos constantly, and then, like, several months from now, they're gonna just stop all together. Oh, shit. Yeah, John, I got some bad news for you, actually. Um, yeah. Remember that fidget spinner anime that we sort of pitched? Yeah. I think it's a little late to yeah, think, really capitalize on that now. I guess, yeah, I guess I, maybe I didn't quite understand just how quickly fidget spinners would lose all cultural capital. I don't think they've completely disappeared, but... It's definitely not. I don't know. It's as big as it was. They're, they're maybe maybe they're still big like amongst the teens, but as a sort of everyday affair, which also I think is sort of like people were definitely ramping up fidget spinner production, sort of when the bubble burst, right? Like, I, I'm still not work. entirely convinced that the bubble has burst. I feel like there's a lot less sort of like pop culture references to it just because uh-huh. like people are bored of making jokes about fidget spinners but i feel like there's still a decent amount of people buying fidget spinners i mean i i've still seen stores in the subway selling fidget spinners the wwe is still selling fidget spinners uh-huh. um they're, they're still out there well, they're not they're not dead yet i will say that so as measured by um google searches they're not doing great um oh. Where we're now, so as of, well, actually this is, this is kind of old news, but as of um, June, we were at about 26% um, peak search interest. And it looks like, like sales, yeah, so sales peaked yeah. May 5th, and they've been on the, it appears like they've been in a fairly sharp decline, but this cuts off pretty early, so it's, it's a little tough to say. But it, it does not seem like this is a lasting phenomenon. Although also there's something to be said for the fact that, you know... You buy a fidget spinner, like, how often do you need to buy another one, right? Yeah, like, unless you lose it. And I don't think they break all that often, like... Mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't you don't need to replace fidget spinners much, I don't think. Mm-hmm. Fidget spinners are besides the point, John. We're talking about these these new, overproduced videos by ASM artists with all the, the monetization, the bizarre, over-the-top role-playing, and visual effects. Does anyone miss their favorite ASM artists? from back when they just did videos on a smaller scale. I'm almost always reaching for unintentional ASMR these days, since my favorite artists don't do much for me anymore. Frowny face. Hmm. I... I feel like I don't have that issue. Hmm. Um, I mean, like... Like, uh, certainly roleplay doesn't do much for me, but I don't think high production value is a problem. Hmm. Like, I mean, I certainly enjoy the better mics, and I mean, like... Um. Ah, oh shit. What, what was her name? Um, good night. Moon. I also, yeah, good night, moon. Like, her stuff's awesome. Yeah, someone at one of the commenters actually brings up good night, moon in particular as a counterexample to the overproduced. The the actually, so the top comments. Yeah, I think the, she's probably like the most produced, and I love her stuff. Mm-hmm. They all seem to be, a, or a lot of them seem to be focusing in less on the overproduction of ASMR videos and more on the incorporation of sort of fad triggers specifically tapping a lot of people are sort of going off against tapping saying tapping's oh, everything okay. now there's too much tapping why are people tapping all the time yeah tapping does nothing for me mm-hmm. i guess a lot of people are doing it it they a lot of people are doing it and so many people are doing it that i thought it actually was an effective trigger for some people but maybe well it's maybe just, there's a lot of people like me who just don't care for it at all like, i mean it doesn't it's not an issue for me but it just doesn't do anything for me <laughs> oh, that's a funny joke, John. <laughs> Great transition. <laughs> uh, we had to break up the recording because Ian was having some computer issues, but we're back. We're back, and we're hotter than ever, John. That's right. In the temperature sense, it's true. I am actually quite hot with even with my tank top on, or, or really because of my tank top. But I mean, even without the sleeves, I'm, I'm feeling quite hot. Mm-hmm. Well, John. You know the only thing to do now. 
take, take it off. off the nipple flaps. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that would be a great feature. Really would. You should uh, maybe maybe that could be like a, a hot product that you create. Mm. Yeah, I should patent that. Mm-hmm. Just like a a sweater tank top with nipple flaps. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be very popular. It'll be all the rage. Mm-hmm. So there's another hot question, John. A question with 266 comments on it, which is oh quite a lot for the ASMR subreddit. My wife hates ASMR and doesn't want me listening to women whispering in my ear. How do I explain I'm not a pervert? Question. Oh, man, that's a tough one. <laughs> it is. The, the first uh, top, the top response to that with 1,423 upvotes or points i guess some number of downloads actually no some look like the oh no okay never mind uh the the top comment is fix the trust issues with your relationship (laughs) (laughs) just guns blazing on this subreddit oh boy I will say also oh, wow. that has uh, that has six times the points of the the next top comment. So, damn, a lot of what a have oh, wow! <laughs> underscore Grayling underscore. That's, that's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! Yeah, that's the main reason I wanted to bring this up. Also, an update by the OP. Uh, he showed her some unintentional and intentional ASMR. And she enjoyed the unintentional ones quite a bit. Oh. The intentional ones grossed her out. All good. She's <laughs> definitely more on board with it now. She understands it a bit more. <laughs> I just really liked the intentional did he ones. Fix, did he fix the trust issues, though? Well, he hasn't replied to that one, so... <laughs> tough to say. Oh, uh, now that we're on the uh, ASMR subreddit, it reminds me, um, a couple of weeks ago, uh, one of the things from the subreddit you talked about was a post where someone was saying that they found that sitting up helped them to experience ASMR, because previously they'd been lying down a lot, and they weren't experiencing mm-hmm. it as much. So since then, I've been uh, trying to watch ASMR videos sitting up rather than laying down, and I, I also seem to, th- or I also find that it, it helps. I think it... It does. I do find that the videos trigger ASMR for me more often now. Yes. Yeah, so now, so. do you sit up, like, do you, do you sit up all the time when watching ASMR, or are you still yeah. lying around all no, the time? No, I, I, I sit up. Whoa. All the time now, I think. Yeah, all the time. But then, like, do you fall asleep sitting up, John, or do you? Well, I mean, I, I was never doing it in bed anyway, so, like, the goal isn't to fall asleep while watching it. The goal is to, like, get sleepy, get sleepy and then and then go to bed. Hmm, okay. That's not makes sense. You I definitely still get bed. sleepy sitting up. Mm-hmm. Uh, imagine if you didn't, though. Wouldn't that be cool? <laughs> <laughs> um, I think have, after having sit next to me in quite a few classes, uh, you are well aware that I do, in fact, get sleepy sitting up. Mm-hmm. But the fun fact is, you may not be aware <laughs> whether or not I do. Oh, I I have no idea. <laughs> I'm pretty confident that you uh, do not fall asleep, because you always looked very alert at the beginning and end of class. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but in between, John? In between? No idea. Oh, <laughs> Actually, you were no, too engrossed I, in the lecture. I, 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 I roused myself quite frequently, and you always seem to be taking diligent notes. Mm, it's true. The fun thing is, I don't think I ever used my class notes for anything. Yeah, they're, they're pointless. I also never used my class notes for anything. Mm-hmm. Because I never took any, because I was always asleep. Nice. It was not restful sleep. It was, like, really just, it was very unpleasant. Like, uh, I wasn't I've, I've definitely it. done the whole nodding off thing, too. It is, it's no good. Yeah, like, I, I was not doing it because I enjoyed it. it like, I, I could, physically could not stop myself. Yeah. There is one thing, though. Have you ever experienced this? Sometimes, when I'm doing the whole nodding off sleeping, I'll feel like... Like, you know, my, my brain manages to get into just a little bit of, like, REM or something, and I wake up, and I just feel, like, super refreshed. 
like all of nodded off. And this is usually this is not like the the sort of straight nodding off, but it's like you you manage to like properly be asleep for a couple of minutes. You wake up and it's just it's like a sea change or something. That never happened to me in class. Mm. Uh despite the fact that I fell asleep in probably like 90% of my classes through college. That's probably an exaggeration. But a lot. Um I never experienced that. I always left class like feeling worse than I entered. Hmm. I was always impressed that you you just kept on going to them. <laughs> well, I figured like I I couldn't give up. <laughs> you really did. and look and look where you are now, John. That's it right. all worked out. You're on a podcast discussing <laughs> ASMR. <laughs> the final topic for the day, John, the final discussion. Holy crap, I am so sick of slime videos. I can't find any new ASMR without having to wade through dozens of slime videos. Why are there so many? Why is it this popular, John? That was in it one day ago. That's a... I feel like that's not a real issue. I managed to find lots of ASMR videos without stumbling across a single slime no, video. John, every time you look for one ASMR video, dozens of slime videos. No, I, I have not... Like, Actually, I don't, I don't think I've ever like accidentally come across a slime video. Like, I, I've never recommended slime videos whenever I am looking for, like, a video of a specific type. I don't find any slime videos. I I think I've only seen ASMR slime videos when I have explicitly looked for them. Ooh, now hold on, John. On very few occasions. Hold on. So, one thing. First off, uh, the other day, I actually searched for ASMR on Instagram. This is uh, Reddit user um, P1E77E. I don't know what that means. Uh, they actually search for hashtag ASMR on Instagram. Top nine posts, all slime related. Maybe this is an Instagram problem. Who's looking for ASMR on Instagram? I don't know. People, people, maybe what? people who like slime. That's ASMR. Like, that's not a good platform for ASMR. <laughs> Better than Snapchat. Actually, it very well might not because I don't know that Instagram supports video at all. It does. Oh. Well, yeah, so maybe it would be. No, like it's, it's, like generally pretty short videos. I mean, I guess like yeah, no, it's just it's not a, it's not like the platform for ASMR. Go yeah, to it's the platform for slime ASMR. <laughs> oh, but John, we've got a meaty, a meaty, meaty topic to discuss today. Oh, we do. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, what is the main quest for today, John? Let's 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 bring it home. It's a great question, Ian. Oh, uh, you wanted me to ask. I thought that was a rhetorical question. I don't know why I thought that was a rhetorical question, because I always introduce the segments. Um, there's no, nothing to, like, imply that it was not a rhetorical question. Um, <laughs> our main quest for this week is cranial nerve exams. That's right. You've, you've seen the ASMR videos. You've heard about them before. But what's a cranial nerve exam? Today, we're going to figure it out. And actually, we're I've, the big boys. This might have been the most educational, uh, the most educational, like, research I've ever done for this podcast, John. Because <laughs> you know what? I don't think I really knew about cranial nerves before looking into this. Oh, okay. Yeah, I guess, yeah, you probably would have, uh, learned some stuff. Mm-hmm. I guess yeah, you, Mr. Sense. Fancy Anatomy Boy over here. Yeah, Probably. I I took uh, one whole year of anatomy and physiology. So oh, that's a lot when you put it like that. Like a year of anatomy and physiology. Like, I mean, how many bones took... are even in the body? Right. Like, you spend one day per bone. You can take like a third of the year off, basically. <laughs> that's true. Um, yeah, I I uh, I actually don't remember the vast majority of what we talked about uh-huh. in. Uh, in anatomy and physiology. But it was very interesting. But do you remember cranial nerves, John? Um, some of this stuff was familiar. Some of it I that was totally new to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also did not really look all that closely into the cranial nerves. I was mostly invested in uh, the ASMR aspect of this. Oh, I, I pretty much exclusively looked into the cranial nerves, actually. I don't think I really looked into ASMR, <laughs> ASMR stuff about this. But... <laughs> um, Ian, uh, I just... Maybe you, you you haven't picked up on this yet, but this is a an ASMR podcast. 
Well, but we were talking, John, to be fair, you said the topic for today was cranial nerve examination. Not cranial nerve examination like ASMR videos or cranial That's a nerve fair examination point. role That plays. is a fair point. I should I should have been more specific. And I think I well, I think this is a reasonable like there 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 are unreasonable ones, right? Like if if it was some sort of like a, a dentist role play or something, and I had spent all my time looking into what is dentistry. That's an interesting question. What is dentistry when you really think about it? Um but <laughs> it's not ah. it would be a sort of silly thing um to think. But for a cranial nerve exam, like it's pretty reasonable to assume that no one knows what exactly these are and that people want to know. Yeah. Oh, no, certainly. Uh, th- that was an aspect of my research. Um, mm-hmm. or, so my, my research for this was mostly I watched a bunch of ASMR videos and then I tried to figure out whether or not cra- cranial nerve exams were a real thing or not. Oh, they sure are, John. Yeah, it turns out they are. I don't think I've ever experienced one. I still don't really understand like when it's used, but it is real, it turns out. It's used to assess like damage to the cranial nerves. I'm not sure if they're typically... I don't know that the cranial nerve exam is, is typically done as a panel, because it seems like the types of... Like, the conditions associated with damage to the the different cranial nerves are quite different. Yeah, it seems like you would want to... It doesn't seem like you would want to do all of this stuff at once, which is how the ASMR videos always do it. Mm-hmm. Um, I also kind of wonder how all these ASMR artists found out about them, because, like... Again, I've never witnessed one of these or experienced one of these like would not have any idea would it existed if it weren't for asmr seems to me like it's gotta be gotta be one of those things where some of the like one of the early asm artists did a did something about this like maybe they were like a neurology student or something and they're like oh i'm gonna do a cranial nerve exam because there are a lot of asmr components to the cranial yeah certainly Um, yeah yeah, i can see how it caught on once it was out there i just don't know how it got out there because like again never heard of it Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not even sure exactly when it's used. I would assume it's out, it's used like after some sort of trauma to the head, maybe. Or do, do you know when a doctor would conduct one of these? Well, so I'm on uh, the the New York University, the New York University sort of medical webpage talking about cranial exams. When testing the cranial nerves, one must be cognizant of asymmetry, John. So you test the cranial nerves when it is necessary to test the cranial nerves. It appears to be the uh, when to perform cranial nerve exam? Question mark. Decided to start like asking Google more sort of direct questions. Yeah, I, it's gotten very good about answering those. Mm-hmm. That's also. I, I just feel like it's sort of friendly. You know, like. As Google becomes self-aware and sort of <laughs> enters into its next stage of development, I, I think it'd be you know, sort of nice to treat it like a person, you know? <laughs> uh, so it looks like it might just be... So it might actually be just like a panel that is done um, when there's concern about nerve damage. So like when, okay. you, when you think there's... When you think that some condition or like some things that a patient is experiencing might be the result of a neurological disorder you'll you'll go through a cranial nerve examination okay so here's the first thing i learned john the first thing i learned is that we got like two types two types of nerves or i guess two two sort of origin points for nerves we got the cranial nerves and we got the spinal nerves oh okay yep and i guess i'd always figured I don't really know what I thought about this, but but my sort of picture of how nerves worked is we have, you have the brainstem, right? And that hooks up with the spine, sort mm-hmm. of latches on. And then the spine's just full of nerves, and they sort of like, sort of, they, they poke out like stuffing from a hole. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then they just sort of fill up the body. <laughs> and that's how things happen in the body, it turns out. Um, yeah, I guess I also, I mean, I knew about the optic nerve, right? The optic nerve, but... I don't know about any of these other guys. I just, I, I just thought that the optic nerve was an exception, and everything else was linked to the spine. There's, no, there's thirteen or twelve distinct, uh, twelve distinct nerves that have their origin in the brain instead of the spine, and those are the cranial nerves, and they do a lot of stuff. Yeah, I mean, it really it makes a lot of sense. Like, why, why would your all your all your face stuff be going all the way back to your spine? Like, yeah, it certainly makes sense. So I guess it, that is, you know, all the face stuff basically does happen at the brain. But it also just seems sort of, I mean, I'll get into this more in a bit, but 
some of these cranial nerves, John, seem a little bit foolish to me. Okay. <laughs> so there's there's twelve of them, right? And okay. I mean, so I was thinking maybe maybe we can just sort of do a rundown of each of the cranial nerves, and we can sort of discuss the pros and cons, our feelings and associations with each. <laughs> okay. Maybe rank them even, but that might be a little rude. <laughs> so we start off strong, John. The olfactory nerve. Now, the, it should be said that these nerves are um, ordered. They've got a, they've got a specific ordering to them, and they actually are numbered with Roman numerals for some reason. Ooh, fancy! I know. So this really is the first cranial nerve, the king of the senses, olfaction. <laughs> How do you test olfactory nerve functioning, John? It's I don't very know. easy. You you cover up each nostril. You play something that smells under the other one. <laughs> and can they smell it, John? Yeah, it's pretty straightforward. Mm-hmm. Now, actually, I tried this myself because I I have a deviated septum, which is one of the things which can lead to issues with the this sort of smell test. And I did notice, in fact, something I'm not sure I ever really consciously noticed before. I've got a much worse sense of smell in one of my nostrils than the other. Is that? I mean, I feel like I also, if, if if I were to just take, like, a snapshot of a moment in time, will, like, almost always have a worse sense of smell in one nostril than the other. Mm-hmm. Just because, like, I feel like one always has some amount of congestion or something. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, well, so, but, I mean, for, for me, one of my nostrils is, you know, there there is some amount of cycling going on, but one is much more often congested than the other. Okay. Um, that's something that I can test at future points in time, and I'll get back to you on the sort of oh. consistency yeah. of this trend. Didn't you have surgery to fix your deviated oh, that was septum? A different... No, no, not the deviated septum. Oh, the deviated okay. septum is a more significant surgery than the one that I had. Oh, okay. That would be it. That's a, that's a whole, like, reconstruction surgery. Oh, okay. So you had a different nose problem that required surgery. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Coming in at number two, John. It's the optic nerve. That's right, the, the only one that I've heard of before. <laughs> Man, listicles have gotten weird, haven't they? <laughs> so the optic nerve, I mean, to me, this seems like the real, well, at least, if this isn't the big nerve, if this isn't like the winner of all the cranial <laughs> nerves, it certainly has to be close, because like, vision is pretty important, right? Yeah, it's number two. It's number two. I guess olfaction is number one. But actually, I think the rankings might break down after this. So, you know, we all love the optic nerve. We don't need to spend too much time talking about it. It's cross or whatever, and that proves that there's no god. Um, <laughs> so, next off is the oculomotor nerve, the trochlear nerve, and the abducens nerve. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that last one correct. Or any of these, actually. I could be butchering all of these. There's a lot of silly names here. Uh, these are sort of grouped together because... These three nerves. So, so let's let's sort of let's you know let's let's summarize so far. Nerve one, your sense of smell. Nerve two, your sense of vision. Nerves three, four, and five. Actually, sorry, not, oh, I'm, uh, they're misordered. Three, four, and six. So three, four, and six are the movement of the eye. Like that's come on, guys. <laughs> Apparently, it looks like the oculomotor one is doing most of it anyway. <laughs> Let me. So the the trochlear nerve, John. The trochlear nerve is, to me, a real uh, sort of a slacker of a cranial nerve. Like you know, you've only got twelve of these guys, right? You only got twelve cranial nerves. I know mean, these aren't like these aren't presumably single nerve fibers or something. They're clusters of nerve fibers, but twelve distinct regions. What does the trochlear the trochlear nerve do? Well, it's got a, a lot of unique properties. It is the smallest nerve in terms of the number of axons, the greatest intracranial length. It's the only cranial nerve that exits from the dorsal aspect of the brainstem. So what's it doing all the way back there, John, if it's controlling your eye movement? And it only innervates, uh, I think, one muscle that basically acts to uh, help your eye look down. (laughs) So it's like, what? Like, I'm start, I'm reading through this list, right? It's like, wow, these are some real powerhouse nerves. And then I get to the trochlear nerve, John. It just doesn't do anything. It's garbage. 
what's it doing on this list, John? Why is it in the top five? <laughs> and that's, yeah, it'll come even more outrageous as we go down. Um, <laughs> so coming in at number five is the trigeminal nerve. And this appears to be important for sensation in the face uh, and also okay. for um, sort of sensation when chewing. So it's important for, for controlling the, uh, the the mastication process, the muscles of mastication. All right. Seems important. Mm-hmm. And it was, this one actually I think was kind of fun because – so also I suppose I haven't really been talking about how you examine some of the other ones. For the optic nerve, you know, figure it out. <laughs> um, I, I feel like easy. most of these are pretty self-explanatory for how you examine them. Yeah. Well, I don't know. How do you how do you examine for the trochlear nerve, John? I just see if they can look down. Yeah, actually, that might be, I think that might be the abducens nerve that does the looking down. I'm oh. not entirely sure what the yeah it is because the the abducens nerve page it shows like someone looking down like this is what this does for the trochlear nerve. It's not clear to me that there actually <laughs> is something which it does. <laughs> I mean, basically, like, for all of these, like, they test your vision, they test if you can look around, they test if your pupils dilate, they test if you can smell, um, we were just on, uh, yeah, your jaw movement, they ask you to, like, clench your jaw, uh, just, like, move your stuff around, basically okay. anything that, like, moves something, they ask you to, like, move it. Apparently, intorsion and extorsion of the eyeball is, is what the trochlear nerve does. So if you ever wanted to uh, intorsion your eyeballs, <laughs> you know who to thank. <laughs> uh, but for the trigeminal nerve, um, it's a sort of interesting one. Light touch is tested in three different regions. It's sort of a lot of face sensation. So there's the the forehead and around the jaw. But it's important, and a big mistake a lot of people make, and a big mistake that I bet a lot of ASM artists make, is using stroking motions. Stroking motions elicit a different nerve response than light touch, and a nerve response which is not governed by the trigeminal nerve, or possibly any cranial nerve. It might just be like a sensory nerve, or like a, a more general sensory nerve thing. Huh. Which then actually would beg the question, if we've got normal, like, spinal cord nerves in our face anyway, what's going on here? <laughs> I should probably preface all this by, well, as as I'm sure the the listener has already figured out um, not an expert on these, and so these facts might all be wrong. (laughs) Next off, John, uh, comes nerve number seven. That's right. Everyone's favorite. It's the facial nerve. (laughs) It it moves your face. It makes your face work. It moves your face. If you have Bell's palsy, guess what nerve you have an issue with. It's the facial nerve. Yeah. Not very exciting, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> However, next comes a real powerhouse, and and I think one of the one of the hidden gems in the cranial nerves. <laughs> it's number eight, the vestibulocochlear nerve, which controls apparently hearing and also vestibular function, <laughs> <laughs> which what? I think is balance. The sensory oh. system that provides the leading contribution to the sense of balance and spatial orientation. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, it also is a vestibule. <laughs> <laughs> Number nine. That's right. It's the glossopharyngeal, the glossopharyngeal nerve, which controls the gag response. Oh boy. Nice. <laughs> And also, apparently, movement of the tongue. Like, movement and sensation in the tongue. And number ten, John. Ooh, this is a real good one. This is one that I'd sort of heard of before, but not really known. Okay. The vagus nerve. Oh, yeah. I'd heard of the vagus response. I I didn't know that it was governed entirely by this one fucking cranial nerve. I learned about the vagus nerve in my anatomy and physiology class, and I forgot what it is and what it does. Well, the vagus response... I guess it's a nerve, but... uh, Yeah. (laughs) I forgot what it does. (laughs) Uh, It it basically um, mediates a whole bunch of different processes sort of associated with the the parasympathetic parasympathetic control of the body. So like blood pressure and all that. Oh, yeah. 
Mm-hmm. How do you test that? I don't know that you really... It doesn't seem like you test the vagus nerve for this one. They're just doing a bunch of tongue ones, because these two are grouped together, the, the glossopharyngeal and the vagus nerve. Huh. Okay, then we've got the accessory nerve at number 11. And here, you know, here it seems like they're sort of starting to reach for things. Like, this just an accessory, right? I mean, the, the one's, like, all about how well you can, like, pick out belts and hats and <laughs> sunglasses, watches. Uh, not quite, not quite. Um, ah. They actually, what they do to test it is they show you a copy, or, like, they, they show you those um, bike racing sunglasses. You know, the type where they're, like, they're really, like, plastered on your head, basically, and they're like, are these cool? <laughs> <laughs> and if you say yes, then, you know, you are admitted for hospitalization. <laughs> now, the accessory nerve controls, I guess, shrugging. Oh, like if, okay. If you're going to be shrugging your shoulders, then you got to have the accessory nerve. It, it's the cranial nerve that supplies the... Oh, God, I can't read that fucking word. It, it helps the trapezius move around. Okay. Uh, and then finally, John, at number 12, bottom of the bunch. That's right. It's the hypoglossal nerve. What's that one which, do? Uh, that apparently makes your tongue move around. So apparently, I, was, I, I think I was wrong before when I said the glossopharyngeal um, nerve controlled tongue movement. That's the hypoglossal nerve. No, nope. glossopharyngeal. Um, I guess I don't know what it does then. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, it's a mixed up nerve, John. <laughs> <laughs> it, uh, yeah, so it has no, it's, it's some amount. So it does carry motor information and also sensory information. But I guess the motor information is for the lower parts in your. Um, I don't know. What do you call it? What do you call the like the, the talking mechanism? Your wait, like, like, your vocal cords. But like, is there is there a name for like the 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 system of the different sort of parts, the different parts of oh. your body that all sort of work together to get you speaking? Not that I'm aware of, but oh. maybe there is. Ooh, that could be a hot new thing that our podcast could come up with. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that is the those are the cranial nerves, John. Very exciting. <laughs> you say midyon. Yeah. Oh man, fuck! I'm so tired. I was getting a headache earlier today, as I told you before we started recording, mm-hmm. and it went away for a little while, but it's coming back, and I'm exhausted, and I'm yawning a lot, so let's wrap up this recording. Okay, uh, well, do you want to like, wrap up, but, I mean, I still have some, like, I, I have some stuff to say, I mean, so, what I meant by wrap up I'm, was, uh, let's Move not, on. not, let's not dilly-dally. Okay, well, just one final dilly-dally, then. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, I did find off of listed off of the cranial nerve examination Wikipedia page uh-huh. a page list of medical mnemonics, which includes a whole table of mnemonics regarding the cranial nerves. Mm-hmm. And oh man, there's a lot of them, John. <laughs> For example, if you were trying to remember what the name of all the cranial nerves are, all you need to say to yourself is "Old Open Oceans Trouble Tribesmen about fish venom giving various acute headaches." So easy to remember. It's so easy to remember. Oh, but hold on, John. Remember how how you've got that exam tomorrow? And on the exam, it's asking whether the different cranial nerves are sensory, motor, or both kind of nerve. Uh-huh. I mean, they carry sensory, motor, or both information. Well, all you need to say is, some say marry money, but my brother says, big business makes money. <laughs> Uh, and then there's there's one about foramina, but I don't know what that means. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently the cribiform plate is, is a part of foramina. This must be an anatomy nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> but if you're if you're into that, cleaners only spray smelly stuff right on smelly idiots in jumbled junkyards <laughs> juggled high. Now that one really falls apart by the end, and I'm wondering who made this and who thought that it could go on Wikipedia. Because <laughs> that one, I think I could probably come up with a better uh, mnemonic. Well, Ian, for... I challenge you to do it and report back next episode. Okay. 
Are you ready to talk about the ASMR parts of cranial nerves? Um, yeah, so in the ASMR videos, they're roleplay videos where they do all the tests that, like, a real doctor would do to test your uh, cranial nerve exams. I'm sure they fuck up some stuff, but I don't know, for the most part, from what I watched, it seemed like they, they pretty much got the the key pieces. Um, do they make you smell things? They do make you smell things, yes. Oh, wow. Yeah, they've, they've got all the parts there. Do they uh, have you shrug your shoulders? Yes, they do have you shrug your shoulders. Do they make you gag? They don't make you gag, no. <laughs> I guess they, they missed that part. Uh, but, yeah, so they've got all the, all the, all the pieces. Um, and then, yeah, I did do a little bit of examination, or investigation, as well, just to see if it was a real thing or not. But we already discussed that. Um, I don't have anything all that specific to say about any particular video I watched. I watched a selection of different ones. Um, I don't think anyone will be surprised to find that... Uh, uh, Whispers Red had one of my favorites that I watched. Um, actually, there was another one I watched, I think just last night, that I really liked. I forgot who produced that one, but it was the one I hadn't watched any of their stuff before. Um, so let me just pull that up real quick so I can let you know. Um, it was... Uh, Dr. T ASMR. I watched a portion of his, uh, cranial nerve exam oh, for wow. humans. And I, for I really humans? liked it. Uh, yeah, he is playing a character who's sort of like, um, it's sort of the, like, science, the, like, yeah, like the, the scientist archetype who's, like, incapable of really, uh, dealing with social interactions or talking to other people. And he also is a roboticist. Um, and so he has sort of the oh. same manner of dealing with robots and people, but his, his video, his ASMR video is very good. I, I, I quite liked that. Hmm. Um, it was one of the best cranial nerve exam videos for me that I saw. Um, in general though, uh, I think we've talked about this before. Role plays don't really do much for me. I prefer stuff that is not a role play. Mm-hmm. Um, and it also just due to the sort of nature of it, um, it's a little more difficult to do whispering for cranial nerve exams, and so it's a lot of soft-spoken. Well, you say that, John, but actually, uh, if we want to look into... Which one is it? The vestibulocochlear nerve. You know what Wikipedia recommends? Whisper numbers in one ear as patient covers the other. Well, so they, they do that portion of it. But outside of that, most of it tends to be soft-spoken rather than uh, whispered. And uh, again, we've talked about my feelings about soft-spoken before. Mm-hmm. Your haughty opinions, I would say. I Your... find it ineffective in ASMR ineffective. videos. Wow. IRL, it can be fine sometimes, but hmm. in the videos... Someone, someone speaks to you in a soft tone of voice and you just yell at them, No! Whisper Ineffective! Or talk. <laughs> Man, uh, if you just, I think it'd be good if you started commenting more on the effectiveness or ineffectiveness of various actions by other people. <laughs> just in general. Oh, so not specifically with regards to ASMR, just in general, like whether or not uh, what they were doing was effective. Yeah, I think so. Okay. Seems good to me. I'll try to incorporate that more into my life. I'm sure it'll go really well. Okay, so I guess we've both got some homework to do then. Um, I <laughs> need to come up with a, a better mnemonic for this thing about cranial nerves that I don't yep. understand. And I just need to harass some people, I guess. You need to harass a lot of You need to make that a part of your normal life. <laughs> it's harassing people. <laughs> it's going to be rough, because I really don't like talking to strangers. Mm-hmm. Well, also... it's only when they interact with you, though, right? I mean, I, I, I don't really like interacting with them either. Hmm. Um, and I also do live in a city, uh, or really just a sort of a region of the country where, uh, or a region of the world, I suppose, uh, where, um, talking to strangers is uh, sort of generally frowned upon. Hmm. It's not really part of the culture around me. So I think I'm going to get a lot of negative feedback, uh, from others and from myself. Uh, nice. So, yeah, I'm really excited about this journey I'm about to mm-hmm. go on. 
a quest, if you will. Oh, shit. Put it in the the parlance of of our show. Nice. Really yeah, you're feeling fading, like we need to end this. So let's let's take it home then. Alright. Well, listeners, thank you for joining us for this very exciting episode of ASMR Quest, where we discussed cranial nerve exams and some other uh, stuff before that. Uh, hold on, John. One thing real quick. Um, we're gonna need to come up with clickbait title for this one. <laughs> Um, you won't believe this weird medical treatment is real. John, that's really good. Or you won't believe this internet phenomenon is a real medical treatment. I like the first one more. Okay. But yeah, that's, I, I really like that. Okay, right. we're good to go now. Okay, cool. <laughs> Listeners, thank you for joining us for You Won't Believe This Weird Medical Treatment is Real. Uh, please reach out to us on... Uh, Twitter at ASMR underscore quest. You can email us at ASMRquesting at gmail.com. Please leave us a five-star rating and review on iTunes. I know that there are some listeners out there who listen to this podcast regularly who have not yet given us a review or a rating on iTunes. And I think we're going to have to start threatening people if we don't get those ratings and reviews. Five-star ratings and reviews. Um... Also, we, we, I forget to do this every week, but, uh, it's really important that I thank Jonathan Stroud for our theme music and Ian Fox for our cover art. Oh, wow. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> I know you put a lot of work into that and I think, you know, we should, like a, most, po- a lot of other podcasts, they thank their artists every week and I think we should start thanking our artists every week. Oh, well, that really means a lot to me. Yeah. Um, well, Ian, I think it's time for you to say your little outro stinger. That's right, John. And this bad boy. That's right. What's so important, everyone, is that y'all remember to stay, stay tingly. That was weird. I didn't like that. It's important to stay tingly. No, please just, please just do a regular one. Stay tingly. Fuck. Stay no good. tingly. These are all, uh, okay. That one was pretty good. All right. I'll I'll let you have that. You'll allow it. I'll allow okay. it. Bye, listeners. <laughs> <laughs>